Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Two Dimes and a Token. Hey! There we you go. You already know what time it is. Yep, this uh, this podcast is actually based off of our YouTube channel, so if you get a chance, go check it out, hit that subscribe button. Yep. Uh, we also have a Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram that you can go check out all the latest, all the latest information and posts on our social media pages. So thank you so much for tuning in, and please enjoy. First and foremost, we want to thank you so much for choosing this episode of Two Dimes and a Token. We do have to give a disclaimer. This episode has a little bit of a sexual innuendo, goes very far down the rabbit hole. So if it's not your style or if you're under the age of 18, we suggest that you back out, go check out another episode that we have. But if you are down for the ride, then by all means, continue with the episode. That's great. Welcome to another episode of Two Dimes and a Token. I am one of your hosts, Brock Nasty. Across the way, we have Kanyezy. You know what time it is. Yes, we have Chris, a.k.a. The Token. The Token. There's no other token. Welcome yeah, back yeah. again. Again. Yeah. Um, and we have an awesome guest of the pod today. A uh, longtime old friend. Hello, hello. Hello from way back in the day. Uh, Miss Jamie. Jamie! Jamie's here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you being here. I'm going to throw out job title, everything, Let's and do just it. kind of throw it into the world. So uh, we I actually reached out to Miss Jamie a little bit ago because uh, Miss Jamie has a very unique career. She is she is in the exotic dancing career, and uh, I know she has some awesome fucking stories to tell. And um, first thing, when we came to the idea, Ash, remember, we were on the phone. Yes. And Ash immediately had some really good questions to ask. I know a lot of people get curious about this type of industry this type of lifestyle like all that stuff so um why don't we dive into it like where did you grow up uh well a little bit of inglewood a little bit of fort myers uh my parents were let's, let's go with fort myers it's no need i'm from both baby uh, <laughs> call me southwest baby. i ran back to inglewood so that's oh, where wait, i'm at wait. with fort myers wait almost forgot how can we do this this is almost second time in a row so we do as as usual we have a drink of the pod today um our guests gets to choose what are we drinking today uh ace of spades rose oh okay. shit. Us rose. for this rose. special occasion look at that that's what i'm talking about cheers yeah babe chris what are you drinking today baby well unfortunately every one of our guests that come on the show drinks things that i cannot drink so mm. i'm constantly drinking Water or energy drinks. Let, let time out. We you know, Nate, Nate, Nate had well. uh, uh, energy drink as well. I was on the show with I Nate. know, and then, uh, what's his name? Uh, bodybuilder. Yeah, no, Matt, we had protein shakes. Matt, we had protein shakes. I, so. I wasn't there either. Yeah, I know. You weren't, <laughs> like, you know, you weren't there. If you would show up, I promise you, you'd be drinking something completely what different. What did he say, you know? Chris. But, I mean, that's like saying, hey, what if I came up as a guest? What would my choice of drink be? Exactly. You get every single time. You, you right. Get, it get would be the same it, choice. A sobering water. water. Yeah. <laughs> a sobering water. You know what? No. It's all good, Not even man. lemon water. Right. It's just it's water. It's less separate hills. Yeah. <laughs> you know, since 1964. Hey. You know. It says 16.9 fluid ounces. Yeah. The pH level is great. Yeah. You know, it's like 80%, 80% pH level. <laughs> getting you there. Getting you there. Chocolate wasted. Daddy wasn't there. Oh, yeah, was yeah. there. <laughs> oh, no. So let's dive back into it. So you a little bit of Fort Myers, a little bit of Inglewood, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I moved back to Inglewood uh, sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Lemon Bay. Uh, dropped out senior year, started dancing. I did not a know that. A week after I turned 18, actually, Emerald City. Yeah? So you can edit that out. <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> all right, all right. You got to start somewhere, though. Uh, yeah. Works. Oh, God. What a place. That <laughs> What made you want to dance though? What made yeah, you like, want to, like right was after that you... was that something you started with? You were like, this is the idea or something inspired you? Honestly, me me and a couple friends actually used to talk about because I would go to parties and shit. I've always been super comfortable with myself, super comfortable with my body. Like we would yeah. go out to the keg parties out in the middle of fucking nowhere, showing my titties to do keg stands. Like <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. But I can guarantee you. 
Yeah. Most of the people from home that are watching this right now have seen my titties when we were in high school. Hey, so, gotcha. ain't wrong with shout that. out, guys. Yeah, 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 ain't yeah, no yeah. wrong with that. It's all right. It's all right. You got to yeah. have a little inspiration. A little yeah. inspiration. Yeah. inspiration. So I've always, no been, uh, I've always been super comfortable, never really shy about anything. And then, um, you know, rebellious teen, kind of did my own thing, moved mm -hmm. out, needed money. Never was against the idea of being right. a stripper. So yeah. when no, when you um, gave it a try, drop trowel one week after eighteen. Yeah, one week after eighteen. So you're diving all into it. You're like, oh, we went right in. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. So what's what's your first like? What's your first week in that environment like? Like, what's what's the experiences you're having? Oh, Exciting. Man, it was what? wild. Yeah. Um, well, the amateur. So uh, somebody took me to amateur night. That that Monday, yeah, and then that Friday, <laughs> Chris. I went. <laughs> See, Chris. Yep, yep. absolutely. <laughs> yep, that's how you start. That's how you start. Yep. I didn't do it though. No. No, I did watch some girl smoke a black and mild with her vagina though that night. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to the person who took me. If you're watching this, I remember. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you inhale. You that's know? fantastic. It was the first. Honestly, it was like the first real stripper trick I've ever seen. Like somebody do too. So really. Like, that yeah. was that's incredible. First night, like it was my 18th birthday too, that's so fantastic. that's how I was able to get in. So yeah, and then Friday night went in at like I don't know eight or nine o'clock. Yeah, and they said yeah, just come audition, and I went. And then they're like, okay, you can start, and I was like, right, right now, yeah, yeah, okay. And then really it. have anything, so they like had these um like lost and found area with some stripper shoes in it gave me those and then a pair of underwear that said emerald city on the ass and that's what i wore <laughs> that's fantastic Looking like a baby deer just like <laughs> yeah so like your first time um so when you first obviously you just got sent out there are you going to like the main stage you're going just walking around because i don't know if it, well some of our audience is probably not doesn't really understand the how clubs are set up yeah can you walk us through that first um okay so emerald city was like this huge room they have the one main stage and there was yeah. there was two side stages he's actually done a lot with that building it's really sucks that it's not in an area that with the kind of clientele for the things he did with the club i will say yeah but they had the two side stages the main stage and then i don't think there was many girls working that night so i was on stage pretty quick like i came out and was kind of sitting just what the fuck am i doing here like yeah. i'm really about to do this like all right this is it did you take anything before you went out there or was it just like you know what i'm just go out there sober or no i nope raw dog that bitch yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay so is it is it often like this um when you do go out so you're going to work do you do you have like drinks and stuff like that while you're working or anything like that or is that oh now i do yeah um yeah. well before so i was 18 so like they yeah. really kind of watched that so i really didn't drink at work really <clears throat> okay. when i worked there so what was like um you're a week into it now are you just like this is what i'm gonna do because i did you like fall in love with it like what, what was that like oh yeah well <laughs> it's probably one of my favorites um first week like I've got all this money. I'm 18 years old. Like, I mean, it's not like that much money, but it was a lot more money than I was had ever made. I was gonna say, yeah, when I was 18, I was working jobs for minimum wage. I had uh, what two weeks? You'd bring home like three, four hundred bucks. Yeah. So. So no, and I was I've made a thousand dollars that first week, like real easy. That's what bad. I'm saying, bro. Bad. It's a thousand dollars a week in that time frame. What well, year? granted, listen, that was not always. Like, I got really lucky that week because it was like. October, so something was happening yeah. in town. I don't remember what, but there was like big money in there at that time. So it was really slow there. It's really rough. Yeah, I feel um, you. And then, yeah, uh, I was still in high school at the time, too. So uh, I was having some serious beef with my arch nemesis. <laughs> and I just molly her with ones in the cafeteria yeah so that was i was, I was cute like <laughs> trying to talk shit about me being a stripper like oh okay cool like you're fucking my ex-boyfriend who's a loser like Ugh. yeah and i'm making all this money you have fun yeah so <laughs> okay okay I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back to it. Wait, i want wait, you wait. to deal with your problems yeah. by becoming rich yeah. <laughs> bitch dance for me bitch <laughs> no. well then it was a little struggle there for a while so um yeah. 
yeah, so I worked there. I went to Tampa in 2010 was when scores opened. Yeah. And uh, like I was going back and forth because uh, the GM at Emerald City was like, you guys have to, you guys are scheduled three days a week. If you miss these days, like you get suspended for a week. And it's like, the fuck? And he would always like yeah. talk shit like, oh, you're going to drive to Tampa. They're going to take all your fucking money. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I got suspended for the week because I missed some days because I was an 18, 19 year old kid. Like, yeah. didn't want to work every single weekend. Right. Yeah. Uh, shit, who does? So I, yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't go and then I got suspended and then I got in my car and went to Tampa. And yeah. then I made three thousand dollars my first Bam. night there, and I yeah. fucking never went back. Right. Oh my god! Who, who was? No, never my went god. back. Thousand to three thousand. That's crazy. And how old are you when this happens? Twenty. Wow. Three I got, grand in a night, dude. I, I got a question though. So when you weren't first one on stage, did you have any experience dancing at all? I mean, or did you just go up there and start making some stuff up? I mean. Well, I've always been, like, ratchet-ass dancer at parties, too. Right. Like, me and my friends are actually known for, like, car dancing. Like, we've got moves. So <laughs> I've always been a pretty fairly good dancer. I was in dance classes. Like, when I came from Fort Myers, I went to Cypress High Center for the Arts for dance. So I wasn't clueless on rhythm. But yeah. it it probably didn't look very good. <laughs> 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 it probably looked a little wonky. <laughs> Hey, it shit happens. You I mean, start she seems like I, I'm pretty sure everybody was like, "Okay, this is a young, young, young woman out here." She has no idea what's she has, going on. You know, green. That that that's yeah, that's fucking wild, dude. What's the craziest night you've ever experienced? Because now you, it's during that time, and you're still same role, right? You you haven't really you didn't change professions at any point in time. You've just been doing the same. thing. Yeah, just still dancing. See? Um, so what? What is like the craziest thing you've ever had happen in a single night? At that point, or let's go all time. Let's go all time right now. Oh, you know, oh, this, you this shit. This is gonna be good. Oh man, was it you making a bad decision or somebody else making a bad? Yeah. Decision? Oh, oh, we're going bad decision. Bad no, no, no. <laughs> no, craziest bad decision I've ever seen. Okay, so yeah, let's see that. All right, let's get a little graphic. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so gentlemen that come to these places have certain kinks, right? So there's some guys like getting kicked in the balls. Some guys like. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met those guys. I'm oh, just giving you that right now. You just giving me that right now. Father got you alone. All right. Well, you just, nuts. <laughs> yeah. well, hang on to your shorts. Um, so this guy, crazy story, he yeah. would pay girls to drink their pee. He would come in. Yeah, yeah I can see that. The faces. So I'm loving this. Come in to drink their pee and like $1,000 a pop. $1,000 a pop. So this girl, she's new, little baby deer, stripper, has no idea what's going on, meets him. She's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, he wants me to pee in a cup for him. I'm like, it's $1,000. Let me do it. What are you doing? <laughs> You're not drinking it. Like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, I don't know. So, and in the back, so there's like house moms that are in the back that like help the girls. Like, so at scores, there was pasties that they have to cut and stuff like that, or like yeah. help with makeup or brushes and just like extra shit to just kind of help keep the girls up. Mm -hmm. At this time, there was a man there, cool guy, gay guy, best, miss him so much. Um, he peed in the cup for her because she wasn't comfortable doing it. So, I mean, whatever. So she brings the cup back to the table. The guy takes a sip of it, knows it's a man's pee, knows what? it's a man's pee, gets up, leaves, pays the tab, leaves. No way. Yeah. Man, how does he know? How would what you a know? pee expert, dude. What a <laughs> I have drank in thousands of cups of piss. This is not a woman's piss. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much exactly yeah. just like that. I know exactly what this is. I'm fucking done. A little bit more annoyed than that, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, that's. <laughs> oh my god, dude! That's I'm yeah. What's so? It's like is that the biggest thing that comes in there? Like you get just diff different kinks, or do you have like just kind of some nights things get oh, a little man, wild or like that's a spectrum of the things though. Like yeah, everybody's got their own. Like we got yeah. like I mean in terms of like money wise, wild nights like the most money I've ever counted out ones wise is a hundred thousand and ones with like a group of people. Like it's a fucking lot of money. Yeah. Um, we had Super Bowl come through, the BCS Bowls come through. Like those are always insane. Super Bowl week actually, that was that was quite a time. Yeah. 
Shit. What's oh God? So what kind of what kind of people have you encountered? Like, what would you say is the coolest person you've ever met? And if you're if you're not comfortable with throwing out names, it's okay. We'll move on. I but mean, I, she met me once, so we got to tell you. <laughs> she don't have to tell you my name, Marvin. Here, but next, sexual chocolate. Who was the second? He said, he said, broke ass sexual broke chocolate. Ass, <laughs> I mean, I met I met a lot of cool people over the years, but one of the coolest things for me. So, like, I first came to Tampa and I was at Scores. Yeah. So, taking it back a little bit, middle school. You remember when you had all the posters? Well, maybe you guys didn't have posters of boy bands all over the place, but I had Good Charlotte posters. Yeah, Chris, all did. over my room, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, Benji Madden with all his knuckles and shit there, like, I knew those knuckles. Yeah. So, I'm sitting in scores one night, and we're at a table. I get pulled into a VIP section, and we're sitting there, and I'm, like, kind of looking at the guy. I'm, like, he looks so familiar. And I look down at his hands, and I see the tattoos. I'm, like, are you, uh, are you you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go now because I'm fangirling, and I can't drink with you guys, so... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like that was like the first celebrity I ever met. Yeah, I was gonna say so. Like, there's and from personal socials, right? Seen some some f- more famous people than not just been hanging out and stuff. Like, what? I mean, what's it like when you encounter some of those people? Because like, could you imagine being being in that role, right? And then all of a sudden, just like this isn't factual. I'm just shitting a name here. Like Tom Brady walked through the door. You're just like, damn. That's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And you get the chance cool, a lot of keep time. Keep cool, keep cool, keep cool. Yeah, keep cool. Like, what? what is that? Can I eat dance? Like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for you, it's it's only a thousand a song. It's all good. Like, oh, I wish it was a thousand a song. It's not quite. Listen, those numbers got thrown out real quick, but it's it's not always like that. Yeah. So what's well, ever since night? COVID now, actually, it's we, we, our, we haven't slowed down in Tampa at all. So Really? The... The numbers from summer last year, or the year before COVID, compared to last year, like yeah. quadrupled. So, like nobody went anywhere, and uh, it really it still hasn't slowed down. Wow, that's kind of wild, especially going through the whole COVID environment and stuff. I mean, people figure. were, you oh, know, we they were stayed. separated. So, um, our doors were shut. Was it ninety two days for physical people come in? But because at my club we stream online. So they were having, yeah, we were still going during oh, wow. COVID. That's cool. So we were able to, um, before they did that, it was a couple of weeks before they like implemented that. So we were able to have like six girls or something. They would reserve their spots for the nights and they would go and have four or five cameras that we had streaming in different areas, like for dancing. And man, like it just, a lot of people had a lot of Corona parties where they were just tuned in on it. Like that was that's cool though, man. I'm, I'm happy. Not I'm lie. happy people do that because that way you guys don't lose money, the company don't, and everybody can continue to work during a crisis situation. I'm not gonna lie, dude. That's pretty wild. I just, I can't. It's hard for me to grasp that concept because it's like, don't get it twisted. Like I'm not gonna sit here and act you know, act like a prude. When I was in college, and from the time I was 18 till I was about 22 or 23, like you boy loved strip clubs. There was no doubt about it. Like I, I love niggas. Yeah, and it was like it was a great time. You know what I'm saying? And to me, not only was it the environment, but also like it is it creates like just a fun like party feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not always about disgusted, perverted shit. Like they, yeah. I love going to strip clubs. I find myself hanging out in nothing but strip clubs. Like, yeah, it's it's like a vibe. It's a whole whole different vibe. That's one thing I, I enjoyed back in the. Obviously, I I don't really go very often now. It's not it's not something that, you know, I'm going to do very often anymore. But at the same time, like I remember I remember going several times like me and you went a couple times and we sat there for like six hours. (laughs) We're just having a great time just talking to people and doing this and just bullshitting, having drinks. and, And it was great. Yeah. I feel like a script club atmosphere is is one that's welcoming to men and women yeah. because nobody's there. Everyone's there to socialize. No, no a woman's going to see you and she's going to act on what she sees. Yeah, She's going uh, to. Some girls, it gets wonky with, you got to be careful because some girls are in there just to please their boyfriends but are just sitting there waiting for him to smile and then their night's ruined. So. Really? The female aspect of them coming in, it can go either yeah. way. They're either the most supportive or oh, don't go dance in front of that guy because that girl might sneak you from behind or him. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Okay, so it, it can turn right. left real fast. Yeah. So that actually, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, right? So um, these are questions, right, from Ash. Let's go. So yeah, it was. We I love thought, her. I know she had. Shout she, out Ash. So um, number one, obviously, we went over how you get started. Have you ever been in a long term relationship while stripping? If so, how do you engage in intimacy at home while you've spent all day kind of like faking it for work? Toxic. Very toxic. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, for me, I can't speak for other girls. I know yeah. girls that are married. I'm not really sure about their dynamics for me. Yeah. <clears throat> hasn't been as lucky. Uh, but you know, that's also my own shit too. Like I'm probably, I add to my toxicity. I don't make good decisions with who I've brought into my life in that particular aspect, but yeah. We interrupt this podcast to bring you Sunterra Solar Solutions, a leading edge solar company committed to making sure they provide a phenomenal experience to its customers. Going solar was one of the best decisions that I ever made. Not only did they provide me a no hassle experience, it didn't feel like a sales experience. It felt like an amazing person to person having a conversation on whether solar was going to be right for me. I was fortunate enough to not only lower my monthly energy cost, but they gave me an option to be able to create a stabilized monthly bill that I could prepare around. I qualified for a new customer incentive that put cash in my hand after installation, as well as I qualified for a tax credit at the end of that same year after I had it installed. All in all, not only was it the best decision I ever made, I lowered my monthly energy costs, I stabilized my bill, I put a ton of cash in hand, it felt like I got paid to go solar. And my most favorite part that I haven't even mentioned, it eliminated my exposure to future increasing rates from the utility companies. So if you think going solar is the right thing for you, by all means, hit us up in our DMs. We can connect you with a sales associate today. And now back to the episode. I remember because when when I first when I first messaged you and we talked on the phone that day, you you had said something to me because Ash was about it. The moment that I said I said, hey, I actually been thinking because I, you know, we're on uh, Instagram together, whatever. And I see some of your posts. and I'm like, God, man, you always look like you're on vacation. You always <laughs> look like you're fucking going places. And you're like, you live this extraordinary life. Right. And it just it seems so fucking fun. And I'm like, Ash, I'm just going to show you this right now. But she was a friend of mine from high school and stuff. I said, this is what she does. And, you know, I, I think she was fucking cool to hang out with. She was very nice, you know, always enjoyable. But I would love to have her on the pod immediately. She's like, I have like a thousand questions. And I was, she's like, absolutely, let's do this. But when we were in the car and we were talking, you said it was that was one statement that you said that I, I won't forget. You said it's it's it is hard when you spend six to eight hours uh, practicing fake intimacy is what I'll, the term I'll use. You can use you know something different, but um, then you come home say you have a partner that gets upset about it because you're like you're not really in the mood yeah and you're like yeah yeah but you don't understand see they paid me a thousand dollars to do that what did you get for it you didn't even do the dishes yeah like, <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm in there slamming dishes like oh okay this just turn you on <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking priceless. Yeah, dude. Okay, so, so have you encountered that situation a lot? Or uh have you kind of well, steered not, away? Not recently, no. Yeah. Nope. Steered away from that. Um, just kind of just out here single pringle in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's also like I'm a little bit worried about my decisions, so I don't want to bring another repeat of something in because i guess i don't really know what i'm looking for either you're still and it does take a certain person like if you're gonna be with somebody i mean being with women who are bartenders and like watching them flirt for their tips that can be hard on guys too like i've heard that plenty of times but knowing that your girl has literally got her vagina in some guy's face yeah like <laughs> with thousands and thousands of dollars that could take her away from all this yeah, I, I think that's a little bit, bit, bit more dramatic. As a man, you have to understand that. Like, yeah, if you go, if you're with me, you're with me. If you're not, you're not. There's got to be a certain trust in there. Well, yeah. you know, it's not even trust. That's that's your job. At yeah. the end of the day, yeah, what you do in order to provide for you is what you do in order to provide. Yeah, for you. it's an ego I'm, problem. Yeah, that takes a lot it's of self confidence. It's a confidence problem. You know. Yeah, it, yeah you definitely have, like you definitely has to have some kind of confidence or security in yourself and the trust in the person. Like, 
I'm a very flirtatious person. Listen, I'm going to get free drinks off this fucking bar because I'm going to flirt with that bartender. Like, yeah, shut up and reap the reap the benefits. Yeah, but I understand that. That's uh, I get I get it. Yeah, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but and and I get where you're coming from. Like, if you me personally, I could never do it. Not because I don't have the self confidence. Like, I'd be okay in the self confidence realm. It's just literally the fact that I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want. I would never want to go into the club and then see a girl who I who I say is my partner grinding with other people. But at the same time, this is a personal preference. I believe that you, you're you looking know? at it like it's a possession. At the end of the day, that person has their own life, their own journey that that started before you got there. It, I, I'm not possessing that person. I'm just saying, at the yeah. end of the day, I want you to enjoy life the way in which you. Yeah, do no, it. you're right. It's not it for me. It's not a possession, but it's the idea of it. It's like no, 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 because you start thinking in your head like that's mine. Right, I get yeah, yeah, I get what you're coming. But it's from. Yeah, coming it back. That makes sense. That, that's the, the only thing I can ever ask is yeah. that you come back. It's not that you you're gonna go out and have your own experience, but you have to come back and come back wanting me as well. Right. Don't come back and you just had a, a, a <laughs> crazy night. Now yeah. I don't even get a hug or anything like that. It's more so about a personal hygiene. Yeah. B, making sure I still feel like I'm your king. At the end of the day, you have no control over what that person does with their life and what they do outside of it. I just feel like if you are having a relationship with someone that's an exotic dancer, it has to be an open relationship because you have to be okay with her taking it wherever it's going to go because that's how she pays her bills. And and vice versa. If if it's good for you, it has to be good for me. It can't be one-sided. So when you, uh, you know, I'm I'm going, I'm directing this towards Jamie. When you were in a relationship, did you date clients or did you just date outside? The boyfriends I had were outside. But they would have big problems because I would have customers, like big money customers that would really like, at a drop of a dime, like, I got to go to work. Like, this guy's there, got to go. And it's like, well, we're going to the movies. Well, I'm going to pay rent. So, <laughs> but I get it. It's like, oh, well, you just worked the night before and the night before and... When, when are we going to have time? And so then I'll stop working a whole bunch and like make that time to cater to that. And that's kind of where it goes wrong. Cause then it's like, when I do go to work, it'll be like an argument. It's just, so it's just really safer for myself to not engage in any of that. So now, obviously, like you said, you're more kind of self-focused as well. Financially focused like that, taking care of you and figuring out what you want. I can relate to that. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I feel you on that. That's, I think that's, to be honest, it takes a lot of emotional maturity to do that. Because in today's world, I think a lot of people have issues with just being alone. You know what I mean? And when you can, when you are, when you don't have the self-confidence to be alone in that sense, you rush into negative relationships, things that you really shouldn't be involved with in the first place. And just people that aren't a good match and things like that causes more issues. And then you add in a jealousy that can grow from be you know being in that line of work that's like you're right that's toxic as fuck oh yeah well it gets toxic because i mean in my particular case like the men would go to other strip clubs and then start like cheating on me with other strippers and be like well you're out here doing this with these guys it's like i'm not doing what are you what are you talking about i'm not yeah. doing what you're doing like right. yeah you're going to pay some girl to fuck her <laughs> like what are you doing wow yeah scumbag that's, yeah that's wild dude that's- what <laughs> That's how wrong. how does this what? So had have you ever been have you ever been in a situation where you felt unsafe at work? And I think we literally talked about it before we came in here. Like the situation that happened over at Mons Venus. Right? Have you ever been in a situation like that? Um, not quite to that extent, but there's been a couple of situations where we've had to lock lock the building up because there was shots fired outside. <sighs> Fights, fights can break out pretty bad. Uh, and then, I don't know, sometimes going in the room with guys that are super drunk and aggressive, like you really got to kind of stop and assess, like, am I going to be able to sit here? So like, we'll have, we have like champagne rooms or half hour to an hour increments, like, or longer. You have to really assess, like, am I comfortable being in this room with this person for this long? And I mean, we have people outside the rooms, but they're not like right there. Like, yeah. So, I mean, you really do got a kind of a self-security and like kind of watch like, am I going to be able to handle this? Am I going to be able to to get myself out of this situation? And um, drugging drinks like that's that's a big one. 
That's a big really? one. Ketamine is a big thing right now yeah. out uh -huh. in Tampa. And it's... That's Have you ever been drunk? Yeah. Can you taste it? Really? Not a clue. No. I have no fucking idea. You black out, right? Oh, God. Yeah. And then wake Special up. Special case. Track <laughs> test, dog. You black out, right? <laughs> oh, God. Like you're having yeah. a really good time, and then you're somewhere you have no idea where you are, and you're missing half your shit. Like, yeah. Been there. How do I, <laughs> how do I get home? <laughs> Did it on purpose. Yeah, I was going to say, Chris, you did that on purpose. What is this, a special case? So, I mean, but here's the thing. Like, so they say, like, hey, it's supposed to be, like, this super euphoric thing. But, like, one dust particle, two goddamn many, and, like, that's it. So. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. So, like, have you ever, like, second-guessed, like, going back after an incident like that? No. Not really? No. I feel like it's just your natural. At that point, you really don't know who did it and what happened. You yeah, know? you're like, you're like, I don't. You got you ideas, know. but I mean, I'm also in a city that's kind of, I, it's a party city. So I yeah. mean, this is not. Uh, the date rape shit is a real thing up there. Yeah. So, uh, if if I'm gonna be scared to go to work, then I've got to be scared to go to every other fucking bar there. Yeah, because it's not. They don't just discriminate in in the strip clubs. Like it's. It's, yeah, it's everywhere. everywhere. You ever had a, a problem with someone like stalking, like a client that would, you know, freak you out because, you know, he kept going and then ma made you feel uncomfortable and then you kept seeing him all sorts of places and shit like that? I've not had that. Um, I was just blown up on the text messages a lot and then I would block them and they find other ways to text me. And so that, that's a little weird, but uh, the stalking, um, I'm pretty good about like not being followed home. Like it, it people have been followed home. It does happen. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's very uh, self security type of ordeal. Like if you're coming home and there's a car that's been following you the whole way, hit an extra lap around, make sure that car will fucking leave. Like I think that this goes out to the you know to the public. Like dancing is not just you know it's not you, the girls put their lives at stake due to the fact of other sick individuals coming in, you know, because you can't, you got to let everybody in, you know, you don't, you can't pick which one's who's sick. He, he's a stalker. He likes to date rape. He likes, you know, they put their lives up there, you know, at certain times. Yeah. You know? That's kind of, that's a unique perspective. Yeah. I, I, I got a question. And the question is really like, as a, as an, as a dancer, do you have a, a type? Like everybody, as a guy, you walk in, and Money. I've been there several times with Mike, and you'll be like, "Nah, I'm not, I'm good with that one." But I like this type of person. You, on the other hand, are you just going to where <laughs> it's going to be beneficial, or do you have an actual type of person that you like to go after? Oh, I mean, well, obviously, if they're more attractive, I'm absolutely on my way over there. Like, <laughs> okay. Check me out. <laughs> absolutely. This, um, this is gonna work out for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> If they look a little greasy and crepey, I'm I'm not gonna be the first to approach. But if like they're like, oh, would you like a drink? Opens the wallet and there's a shit ton of hundreds. Why yes? Would you like a dance? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's gonna work out. <laughs> well, there are some there are some guys. It's like absolutely not. Nope, absolutely not. So I mean, you got to draw the line somewhere. I, I just, so what does that guy look like? That that's an absolutely not. That's what I mean by what's what's the. I'm, I'm not doing it. It's not enough money. In, in other words, he's trying to see which type is. What's your preference? <laughs> I feel like everybody has their own preference. And as you go in, you have to grab. I see you, they go towards everybody. You just uh, scatter. So if they just got to If they look super greasy and gross or they're wearing the same thing that you've seen them in the last two nights they were in, like won't go there. The smell. If they if you, I can smell them talking to them, I can't. Like I, I just can't put myself in a room like Yeah. It's nasty. And like it it, it is. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's like there's uh religious things with it. So it's like you can't you can't say anything about it because that's their culture and shit like that. So it's like eh. Yeah. No. The religious things. So you have like people that will go in there, pay money for dances and stuff, but don't they don't shower or wear deodorant and stuff. Well they shower. Oh, okay. I'm sure they shower. 
that's quite a reach to assume they don't. Isn't, but, that, a, yeah. isn't that a stereotype of Matthew McConaughey? He doesn't. Yeah, he, he just uses water. He just uses water. He says the women in my life love my fragrance, my natural odor. They love that, so he doesn't. Ta- well, he just uses fucking water. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> like, what I mean, what? like what? I got yeah. more money than Jesus. He, himself, he did so. the Lincoln commercials. What a stud! Yeah. yeah. So that love that guy. <laughs> so, um, one more question. I remember this one. So, have you ever? What's the other side of that? Like, have you ever been approached? Um, by a customer that has been, you know, wanting more than dances, wanting to actually, you know, engage intimately and then like offer pay. Like, what is that environment like? How do you handle that? Well, you can't really talk about that because that is solicitation of prostitution no, in the building. This is not Nevada, so you can't really. This yeah. <laughs> is not Nevada. Um, yes, yes. I've been approached with it quite a few times, actually. Um, never. No, not with like randoms in the club that I just meet, like the people that I do go with and get paid to go hang out with. Like I've known them all for years and Yeah. I don't know. It's a It's just a unique type yeah, of situation. Yeah, it's a finicky thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever um what was that like the first time it ever happened? Did you ever like second guess it or were you kind of like, "Yeah, we'll go hang out, see what happens." It's basically like Paying to hang out with somebody, yeah, like, for a long period oh, of time. Oh, taking bitches to the Hard Rock, like <laughs> that's where we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of it's let's just see what fucking happens. Like, ugh. I feel you. I, I don't think you. this is gonna be weird. I never even thought about that. They just directly leave the strip club and go right to the Hard Rock because the Hard Rock is, is always open. So yeah, why not? That sounds like a yeah perfect that's way true. to you know, sum up the night. Have you ever have you ever gotten criticized? By oh God, uh, outside day. people? Every just, day. Every yeah. day? Every day. What do you hear the most? Uh, that I don't like myself. Um, yeah, that's that's one I get a lot. I have no respect for myself, but I'm like, oh. I don't think that's very true. I take myself. We know a lot of good places. I've got solid friendship foundations, like make great yeah. money. Like for somebody at 32 years old. Like statistically, I've got more money in the bank than somebody should right now. And like that's not trying to big dick or anything like that, but I'm pretty smart about it. So I mean, I like myself enough yeah. to make good decisions to have myself set up and be smart. Granted, could I have been smarter younger? Yes, but trial and error. I feel you. Now have you tried different things like uh, you know, porn or OnlyFans or anything like that? No. You just No, never done porn. I don't know. I oh, that doesn't appeal to me at all. At all? At all. Like you, so it's more well, so. It's more like a, I would sound like an idiot. Like when you, you know, like when you hear yourself talk back, like I'm probably going to listen to this and be like. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so now imagine and like, oh, get, yeah. get off me. <laughs> so. I've tried porn once. What, <laughs> <laughs> amateur? Did you get paid yeah. or is this just no, like, oh, just fuck some girl on video. camera? Oh, yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> this weird angle. Oh, my God. So, Chris, the, Chris no, I swear you look great. You look yeah, great shout right out now. Little Fantastic. You're doing amateur yeah. porn. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know something about you, There's Chris. a Christian Bale from American Psycho. Just flexing in the camera <laughs> mm, hold on. that's yeah, wild man that so um and then uh, oh, no only fans and honestly i wish i had the patience for to do the online presence thing like uh that that would i'd probably make a lot more money with yeah. that but i've just i fuck off too much and be like well, let me be on the phone like yeah so really that's just like lack of work ethic in that particular area yeah because I'm not taking full advantage, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe yeah. one day. So now doing this role, um, has it changed the way that you view the world and the way that you view people based upon your experiences? I don't know if it would say change. I feel like I've always, I mean, if you remember me from school, like I've always been odd, like nobody questions my feelings about things. Like I've always spoke my mind and... Yeah. Like my nickname in high school was Crazy Jamie. Like it was, I was um, assertive. So gotten wiser, but it hasn't changed me. Yeah. I think it's just made me more knowledgeable. And now I can talk more shit with a lot more backing behind it. Yeah. That's very cool. So 
do you see do you see this as like how much longer do you plan on doing this type of career is this something listen until this shit falls like i'm going to school to do like i've got backups like it's not mm -hmm. like i'm not prepared to hag it out i guess yeah. but um I make too much money and I have a lot of fun doing it. Like I'm, there are some girls like it, it burns them out. It can, you can get burnt out real quick, yeah. so quick. And I, it, it is sad to watch it happen. Like you can see it wear down girls, but I don't know. I've just, I've always loved it. So, yeah. I mean, until I age out. Cause I also like, so I waitress at the same club too. So I dance in a waitress. So I've got, little security there yeah. with if anything ever happens as far as like i just start looking 43 overnight <laughs> i would rock that shit and put all that shit in the savings account and have a retirement plan yeah what we're doing all, baby all the way there, <laughs> there you all go. the way to the door and got social security coming in like yeah. holler at me and when we're 80 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean what? that's because let's get real it's phenomenal money you know it is phenomenal money it's phenomenal money, but it's as long as you're smart with it. Like yeah. I've, I've been doing this since I was 18, so all those years. That's and you got all years. that experience. You got, you know. And I should have way more saved up, way more saved up. But you know, I mean, that saving things kind of started. Yeah. What's the most you ever made and blown in a single night? Blown in a night or made in a night? Both. Twenty thousand. Wait, blown made, or made? Made. 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 Man, Holy God damn. Fuck. fuck. I'm, I'm just thinking, that, you know. My just, God. You know, I think I can beat bad. chips. Yeah. I think I got it. I think I can swing on a pole. Yeah. Swing that dick, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no. Dick. Let me tell you something. God's honest truth. Uh, male strippers, women, females are way more aggressive towards male strippers than, male strip or than males are to female strippers. Like. Yeah. Those guys come out of there scratched up, abused. They're oh my god! I feel bad for male strippers. I can take it. Women are wild. I'll take it. A little bit of money. So what's uh, what's the most you've blown in a night? Probably twenty. Wow. What were you doing? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> I mean, you're in the party city. You're in the party city, so it goes without saying. Yeah. I want to go back to when she said she, you know, the Super Bowl was crazy. Yeah. What made the Super Bowl different from any other night outside of the Bucks winning it all? What made it just like bananas? Uh, the amount of people, the hypeness from like the two different teams, the the money that was in town to watch the Super Bowl, like. It was wild. It was a, a, it was a movie. It felt like a movie. Like we literally turned the weekend away because he had like an entourage of like a hundred people, and they're like, no, like, what? We're way at capacity already. Like you can come in, but they can wow. hang out in the parking lot. So you turned away the weekend. Wow, that's wild. I didn't. Not you. They did. I was pissed when I heard that. I was like, excuse me. Would you would you feel comfortable saying like the coolest the coolest person you've ever met? Not necessarily dance for or say. Well, she said to do with the uh, piercings on me with the tattoos on his yeah. head. From Good Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, from that, Good that, Charlotte. What that was the coolest yeah, person yeah. she's ever met? Okay, yeah, valid. I'm just and it's funny. I wouldn't because, say like, coolest person I met. Coolest scenario of the person I met. Yeah. yeah. But it's hard to say coolest person I met. Yeah. This has been a lot. I mean, you're, you're talking about on a nightly basis. You're meeting somebody that yeah. just wants your attention. So that most people don't have that type of experience. Yeah. And where does it go from there? Like, it may seem genuine, and then it goes into a different direction. You never know when you're out there. People are drinking. They're always, you know, partaking in different types of drugs and so on and so forth. What's the wildest thing that happened backstage? Because I, I know you just said women go crazy. What's the craziest things that happen back then? Oh, I mean, stripper fights are always good. Stripper <laughs> fights are always good. Those are good. Um, I don't know. There's really nothing too wild going on in the dressing room other than like pure chaos of like 85 women trying to get all their shit together and accusing each other of stealing their shit Holy because everybody's shit. all drunk. But You'll have that many girls in a, in a dressing room? On a Friday night, Friday, wow. Saturday night, How yeah. 85? Yeah. Good God. I know. Oh, my Capacity's God. Capacity's like 172. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You guys, distract, like, you guys have your own separate like dressing spots? 
Yeah, so there's like a dressing room in the back, then there's the front of the house where the stage is, our little bar. So we don't serve alcohol there so because it's full nude in Hillsborough County. You can't have nudity with liquor licensing, but there's always, you know, right. little things you can do. And, um, and then we have the spaceship upstairs. So like we go down a little hallway and it's upstairs and then there's another little area for the lap dance area. So, I mean, there's little nooks and crannies in there, but the dressing room. Fucking smallest room ever. I've never <laughs> been to a strip club. What? Yeah, never. He, I did a moment of silence for you. Just yeah. For that. That was, I've never been. I've I did the, the, the moment. Late. The I'm moment. That, like. The closest I've been was I went to Emerald City on the opposite side. Oh, <laughs> the bar. The bar. You went to the bar. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Yeah, and they'll do I'm dances. Trying to figure out why. I just never. Well, I yeah. just never really had. You know, I never really. <clears throat> was like, yeah. I mean, if I was invited, you know, I mean, I'd go today, you know, but I just never. Well, really come had, on up. Let's you know, go. I mean, I like, Let's fucking I go. Never, you you never realize really. it's really not what you Man, I had is. dope to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be going yeah. to hang around the strip club. I had dope that's, to do. Yeah, that's I mean, why, that, that was more important. I mean, it honestly, was. you were at Emerald City. Were you I mean, selling dope there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I was getting drunk. <laughs> I was. I was. I was getting drunk. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. So it's been 14 years of you doing this. 14. That, that, that feels, I mean, that's a career at this particular junk. Like when you got in, did you think like, oh, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life or until the world I don't think I off? really had a plan. I don't think, I just kind of knew like I was on my own and I had to get my phone and rent paid because now I had rent. I moved out. Like, yeah. So I didn't really, um, some girl said to me, she's like, don't make a career out of this. You'll get stuck. And it was like, I don't really look at it as being stuck. I mean, I, I, I think about that a lot when I think about how long I've been there. Like, don't think I don't. I'm like, I'm a human being, too. I'll still get down on myself. Like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? And then it's like, well, what the fuck would I be doing? Would I just, like, I dropped out of school. Like, I wouldn't be able to pay for my school now. Like, I would be paycheck to paycheck on some shit i'd probably still be in inglewood like yeah not that that's bad love inglewood honestly i want to go home so bad but there's just no fucking money there yeah that's so, that's very true it's usually a lot of just retired people yeah like my friends that's, are all there like i want to go home the beach is there yeah <laughs> the, the beach to get from my house to the beach 45 minutes and you know living in inglewood like it's like five minutes yeah. From yeah, anywhere. yeah yeah we ride our bike yeah. over there yeah so and it was like and then the environment we had uh in high school that was a very beach environment too everybody everybody wore flip-flops everybody wore flip-flops yeah. swim trunks yeah. and you know what i mean skip school to go to the beach yeah, yeah. like it, it was a very beach town environment skateboard dude that's it you know yeah, at the twisty treat. Yeah, skateboarding yeah, at yeah. the twisty treat. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I used to hit that force there. There's a force there. Here, <laughs> Chris getting into skateboarding. Ah, dad, yeah, he definitely had the, the little skateboard. <laughs> but see, growing up like that, I didn't really have, I didn't really have uh, any ambition to really be anything. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't like, hey man, I'm, I'm looking forward to be a firefighter. I'm looking forward. You know, I didn't really have any ambition. So when it was time to, hey, man, you got to step up and be something, you know, I, I had, well, I guess I'm just going to join the rest of the crowd and do dope, you right. know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a thief. Yeah, you know, I'm going to rob still. Like, <clears throat> I really had no ambition of being anything other than what it was I liked doing, you know? Yeah. Did you ever have any issues or run-ins with anything like that during the time that you were working? Like... Chris got really bad into the environment that we can get into. And Inglewood has a big issue with that, with kids coming up and getting involved and doing drugs and things like that. Did you ever have any run-ins or anything like that? I mean, so I myself have never, like, fallen into the addiction and, like, gotten myself, like, I need to fuck shit up to yeah. get more of this drug. I mean, I've definitely done my drugs. Like, I'm an <laughs> upper girl. No opioids for this thing. Like, yeah. Molly, XC, cocaine. We're a good time, but sometimes I think, you know, the cocaine could get it a little heavy, but whatever. I feel you. Okay. <laughs> Damn. That's wild, dude. That's such a unique lifestyle because I sit here and think about it and I'm like, God, what's the, what's the coolest vacation you've ever taken? Because obviously, like you said, you've come across tons of money in one night. and Honestly, me and uh, Vicky's trip to Costa Rica. Yeah? Yeah. Man, me and my best friend. Yeah. Her, just me and my best friend, raggedy ass. 
I want to call it a Toyota Corolla, but it was like an off-brand Toyota Corolla with yeah. like donut tires going up these janky ass roads in Costa Rica. <laughs> that was cool as shit. Just the two of us. So what what other parts of the world have you been to? Um, Central America, Costa, yeah, well, obviously El Salvador, yeah. Costa Rica, a lot of islands. I haven't been to Europe yet. We're really? getting there. Wow. Africa's in the planning right now. Yeah. Your girl's gonna hike Mount Kilimanjaro. Dude, that's wild. Good man. luck. <laughs> yeah, Bro, I'm watching it. Oh, this is gonna be great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's hot. You know? Dude, that's insane. It's amazing that the, this thing that you found that you do can make you a ton of cash, but at the same time you enjoy it. You know what I mean? And then it gives you the luxuries to be able to plan a trip to Africa, right? Like, I'll tell you what, if you do, whenever you do go uh, to Europe, you need to go to London. So I went to London um, with Ash. We were there for we were there for a week. That place was insane. It was it, but it was so cool because like the bar environment there was so unique. Like everything they have is very different from what we have. So they have like heavy lagers and they have big time beers or, or ciders. They do ciders there too, but everything tastes better, and everything's like it's in the environment in a bar is way better from my experience. A lot of times whenever I've gone into bars, I'm a big guy, and then rewind like probably eight years ago right i was a very in shape big guy you know what i mean so a lot of times partying here what happens testosterone gets flying and people just start <laughs> shit for no reason they're like fuck that guy because he's the biggest guy here over there everybody was just if, if there was a problem it's just hey dude i'll buy you a beer just have a good time yeah. oh, I you love know that. And it, it, it was yeah. just everybody was about having fun and it was just such a unique environment. That's a place you definitely have to check out at some point. Absolutely. It's on thinking, the list. I'm just thinking about traveling. When you when you think about traveling, you went from, you know, Inglewood all the way up to Tampa. Why'd you stop? Why didn't you go anywhere else? I mean, Tampa's amazing. You're making a lot of money, but at the end of the day, what you can what you do, you can do anywhere. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of that is to stay close to home. Like my family is still here, like my mom, my sister. And um, at the time, my father was still alive, so that he was here. So I didn't want to leave, but like, there's a network that like you kind of girls all know each other, so you kind of read each other's Instagrams, and you can kind of see like the money. It's all kind of the same. Wherever in you go. certain, yeah, wherever you go, like you have your shitty nights and you have your really good nights. So, like in Vegas, like I know girls out there that are amazing pole dancers hot as shit and they'll still walk away with bullshit money on certain nights if it's slow enough <clears throat> or like some guys some nights are not into blondes like it really is a thing like there's a night where like blondes are the only thing making money or girls with brown hair are the only thing making money or spanish girls are the only ones making money it's really it's really weird when that happens but it, it can all it ranges so i thought about going out of state dancing but I do really well here, so I don't really see the need to. Yeah. And also, like, it's hard. It is hard. When I transitioned to Tampa, I hated Tampa when I first went there. Like, everything was just wrong. Like, the roads. I had no idea where I was. And, like, we didn't have GPS like we did now. Like, I had to go buy a TomTom to get myself (laughs) around Tampa, which is already confusing as shit and always under construction. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's also, like, I don't need to go and deal with all that anxiety of like trying to figure out a new place. Also, like if I do get followed home, like I'm nowhere near anybody who can help me. I'm nowhere near anybody who knows me or who would be willing to help me because I'm probably just some weird stripper Yeah. that they're weirded out by. So yeah, that's a good thing. Have you ever been to Vegas? Love Vegas. That's my city, baby. I'm I'm pretty sure you travel. You had to travel. You had to have those. No matter where you go, the script club is just a party. That's all it is. Just a party where everyone is excited to be there. They are as well as you are. If you see a script that's really not not happy to be there, they just won't come out. They just stay back there the whole time. So it's one of those things like it's a party. And why why not party everywhere? Why would you just limit to one spot? So when you say Vegas, I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it where people are traveling to spend money. Tampa yeah. is a, a place, it's, it's, it's now up and coming 
and it's blossoming. It's, it's, it um, really is. It, it, oh man, it's incredible what they're doing up there. I love that city. I think it's just got rated right number two. You got Riverwalk. You have all these things that are, are, are attracting people, and obviously with them winning, what they just didn't channel side is crazy. I didn't even see what they did in Channel Side. Oh, it's built up real nice. Next time you go down there, just take it in. To me, I'm always in Tampa, but I'm always, you You got a destination. In Tampa, you don't want to just walk Yeah, around. you don't fuck around out yeah. there. That traffic is no joke. It's no, it's no fun. <laughs> it you get stuck no on joke. the highways, and you're just like, you know what? If, if I'm not really going there for a purpose, I don't want to do it. And yeah. everybody goes to the same party scenes. It'd be an e-boy, or you're hitting the script. So it's everyone knows what places you want to go to, what places are popping, what places aren't popping. You have little holes in the walls and so on and so forth where it really goes down and you didn't yeah. know about. But I feel like that's everywhere. Instead of just staying in Tampa where you know everybody, I feel like you only have a certain window of time. If you're if you're an exotic dancer, you got 20 years. Let's just say that. You got 20 years. In 20 years, I spent 14 in these, these two places. For the next six, I want to go explore and I want to go see things that I normally wouldn't see and do things I normally wouldn't do. Because after that, then I have to figure out what's left. I mean, what's next in life? What's the next transition? Whether it be with somebody, that that's to me. I feel like this is a real thought. Do you ever think that you're going to be with somebody that that's just loaded? One of your normal clientele that eventually you ride off into the sunset with. That's a nice thought. I mean, who doesn't have that fucking thought? What a nice <laughs> thought that is. What a nice thought. But yes. I mean, even if that comes with shit, like even if you do ride off into the sunset, sunset with some rich guy, like you're going to have to deal with whatever bullshit. Like if you still met him in the club, like chances are like you're going to have to still deal with degenerate shit and swallow a lot yeah. that you may or may not be comfortable with. I so if it. you're going to ride off into the sunset, you better be prepared to... Uh, Keep that sunset energy. Ah, I'm so you be prepared to share. At the end of the day, so do you have a problem with sharing? No, I do not believe in monogamy at all. Like I, and I think that's just because of like my own personal uh, experiences with it. Like I'd rather not put this trust into this person that they're not gonna be out here enjoying life. Yeah, yeah. like I don't want to be lied to. For me, it's just don't lie to me about what you do. Because if you lie to me about what you do, then you don't respect me. And if you don't respect me, then the fuck are we even doing? Wait, wait, but your yeah. your job is to lie to people, not necessarily to, to make them feel better about themselves. Like, oh my god, you look sexy. Knowing that person hasn't heard. Oh no, pay it's me forty dollars to dance for you. I don't think that's a lie. Five hundred for a half. I don't think that's a lie. No, I'm just saying, like it, it, when you're enticing the guy, you may not think that guy is really sexy. Like you just said, the guy with a hundred dollar bill is like, oh yeah, I'm definitely. Do you want to dance? He yeah. may not have seen attractive, but you're gonna make him feel like. It's just you and him in the room. So your job is to create a fantasy that otherwise he wouldn't have that type of, you know, type of experience. Yeah. So that, that's why I say your job is to lie. So if your job is to give a fantasy and his job, if he's giving you a fantasy of what. Why is my boyfriend giving me a fantasy for free, though? I'm giving, I'm getting paid to give you a fantasy. <laughs> my boyfriends are giving me the fantasy for free. You got a good point. You got a good point. No, baby, I love you. It's just you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. The, the Do you need idea. a ride to work? <laughs> so my girlfriend gets off in a few minutes. Wow, that, that, so, that makes sense. That makes sense. So piggybacking what you said earlier, like you, you said you've actually been in situations where you've been with someone, but all of a sudden, like you have a specific client that wants to hang out with you, and you have to go to work at yeah. that point in time, right? So do you? legitimately almost build like what other people I would call like a book of business. A real estate agent says, I have a book of business. You build a book of business when clients come in or they just, it is just kind of whatever happens, happens kind of thing. Do you understand what I'm asking? No. Okay. So <laughs> do you have like over time you meet the sim some people come in repeatedly? Yes. And you basically develop repeat customers that specifically look for you. Yes. Right. So over a long period of time, you actually generate a larger clientele that's like, hey, I'm, I'm just here. I'm just here for Jamie. Yeah. The end. Yes, I do have that. Yeah. Is it, did you find it pretty easy to build that type of clientele or did that take like a long time? Probably a little bit experience. of both. Little yeah. Little. <clears throat> over time, like, I mean, there's people that I've known since the day I went to Tampa in 2010, like, and they're still, I'll still see them. So and then there's people that I'll just meet that are coming back for me recently. So yeah. it's 
it's an always building thing. And, you know, they come and they go. Like I had one guy, the first guy actually the, the night that I came up here made the $3,000. He uh, consistently for 10 years. And uh, he found some stripper that wanted to have a baby with him. And uh, I haven't seen him since. So, wow. So, <laughs> she hit the jackpot. Good on her. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have? Would you have had his baby? Not his baby. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, absolutely. It was fucking not. weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. I do miss him though. <laughs> it's weird as wow. you're listening, I love you. <laughs> Tonight I'm a man of action. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know actually, yeah, the last thing that we said to each other, because I found out that he was dating her and I was like, oh shit. Oh let's just see. Let's just see how like committed he is to this. And yeah. Fucking send me back. I was like, oh, you want to catch some dinner? And he was like I don't think that's going to be possible as now I'm in love. Okay. All right. But you thing. just said you don't believe yeah. in monogamy. so it's No, him, like, him, him. That's what he said to me. I'm just saying, but after a while, you realize he's going to come right back. It's not like people are oh, people are no, creatures. He's weird. He got, he's been trying to get, he wanted no. me to do. Gonna say, the girl I'm, is getting paid. Like the girl is, she is sitting pretty forever now. Okay. And with the baby, like, but I, this is just one of those, oh, I could not do that. It's just a little bit too weird for me. I mean, you're right next to. I, I I love the the make of where you guys are located. You're right next to the pro stadium, yeah. so you see all the players, like all the, the players, the, all the concert people, like yeah. So I'm saying, like at any given point, you can build a relationship. Like Brooke was just telling you about that clientele list, where these are high end guys, and when you have that type of experience, they're used to the best experiences. Yeah. So. Having those guys along the run, do you never like once like ah, you know, I want to see where this can go with that person. You never dated a celebrity or a, a professional football player. I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I dated a baseball player for quite a while. Ah, for the Rays or uh, Yankees. Okay, that makes sense. So the Yankee Stadium is almost cross street. But that was uh. And he still has just a Tampa girl for him. Like, if you're gonna date those guys, you gotta understand what comes with them. Like they're, I'm not the only one. Yeah. These guys are not, not just one girl kind of guys. That's. I was gonna say that's like the. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw it. They did a documentary on Tiger Woods when he went through his big thing. He had, God, there was a point in one of the at one point in the documentary he had. Um, I think it was like twelve girls like flown in, at some point. Yeah. Just like his preference and stuff, and he had he had girls at different parts of the world too. Damn, yeah, man. He had a list. Yeah, he had a nice little list. <laughs> that man on had it. a list. Have you ever been part of the list? No, not no. Tiger's list. No. no, no, no. I'm just saying, like being being flown in. I wish <laughs> I've been flown in. A couple times. Like? Great time. Yeah. What are you talking about? Spending other people's money. <laughs> and like just riding their coattail, like. They just let you in, like, oh, do you need security to walk you to the bathroom? No, Why, yes, I yeah, do. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck yeah. I need a thousand to walk too. I'd, wow. I'd like to, if you don't mind. Yeah. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> so. Wow, that's that's awesome. So, obviously, in given in what you do, it's it is it's almost it's like a party all the time, almost, right? Have you ever found yourself like getting really tired of the party scene? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh God, yeah! It's like a day where you're hungover and you're like, I cannot. You guys got to make me smile, like. Yeah. I can't keep this party going. Entertain me. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the reason why you have the uppers. That way, it can get you out of that mood. Because if not, well, and that's not always true either. Because there's a lot of come downs that come with a lot of lows with that shit. So like, in a, when you're partying, yeah, you're gonna keep going. But like afterwards, like. When you're sitting there on the shower floor, just like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, Chris yeah. knows that all too well. I, 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 I can't tell yeah. you. I can't. Go down. <laughs> look, look, look. I just stayed up. When I went to jail, that's when it ended. <laughs> that's it. You know? I mean, the goal is just keep going. You don't stop. You just keep going. Yeah, dude. Honestly, that's that's such a unique lifestyle. Like I give, I, I got to give you so many kudos for it. Cause I, I like, I partied a lot in college. We've talked about it a little bit on the pod before, but I never ever drank in high school. And when I got to college, it's, you know, I just like unloaded. And, um, there was probably, God, there was probably a period of time when, when we were living together in college. Oh God. 
like a week straight just every night bringing home like a 12 or an 18 pack of beer and we'll just play video games for no reason then find some place to go and just it was like something new every single night right i gotta tell you though like like it got so exhausting to a certain point and then you're like your body when you're hung over like seven days in a row for me at that time it was just like God, I was young then, so it's like, man, somebody's got a party. I guess it'll be me, you know. But eventually, you just get to that point where, you're like, bro, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> like, I yeah. need to go home yeah. and stay there. Yeah, like it's no. I gotta say, honestly, getting older with it, like, oh, these hangovers are lasting a lot fucking longer. <laughs> I feel you on that. I mean, the sign behind you is, is living the dream. So I, I yeah. feel like that's exactly what you're doing. I mean, you found something at a young age, and you've been doing it. For quite some time it's not like you deviated from it you actually just traveled and expanded it at it this is something that you've grown comfortable with and then eventually you said you were going to school what are you going to school for now uh criminal justice ah you girls gonna be a lawyer so you nice. gonna Listen, we're going to do degenerate shit. We need to know how to get out of degenerate situations. <laughs> I was getting ready to ask you, how did you just transition? What up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to part one uh, with the amazing Miss Jamie. Uh, some pretty unique stories. Uh, <laughs> some pretty good times. Unbelievable information to hear on that walk of life. So honestly, it was we had a great time sitting down and, and learning about her lifestyle. It was, it was really cool. It was very interesting. Thank you again, tuning in for part one. You are you guys are going to want to tune in to part two a week away, as usual, every Wednesday. This is premiering on the 26th. Part two is going to premiere on May 3rd. So thank you again for tuning in to part one. Be sure to check out part two. Peace. Hey there. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Two Dimes in a Token. We really appreciate your view. We hope you really enjoyed. Uh, if you are interested, we do have some social media sites that you can check out. We have Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And please, whenever you have a chance, hit that follow and subscribe button. Thank you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode.